Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Julian Lee, and I'm excited to be your host for this episode. Today, we want to talk about technology implementations and adoption. You know, with organizations seeking to gain competitive advantage in the marketplace, they are investing big dollars, uh, sometimes in the millions, to get new technology off the ground. So from a sales perspective, we want to discuss how key executives and decision makers can ensure adoption is a part of that investment that they're making. And also, we want to explore some of the challenges teams may face when the value of adoption isn't truly understood and clients look to either underfund or not fund these services at all. So allow me to introduce today's guest, and that would be Kimberly Kemp, who is a Senior Director at GP Strategies. Welcome to the podcast, Kim. Thank you, Julian. If I could, I'd like to first just take a second and say hello to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Let's do that. And just, if you will, tell us about a 30,000-foot view of your work uh, with technology adoption. That sounds great. Just to our listeners, again, I I, want to say first, I know you all have your hands full, and uh, I just want to congratulate you on actually scheduling a little time for yourself. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us, and I'm honored that you would choose this podcast given the, the many demands that you probably have on your time. I would love to hear from you, so you can reach me at kkemp at GP Strategies directly. But a little bit about me at the very high level, I've been working in what I call, um, actually lovingly call, <laughs> the people side of technology. And I've been doing this for over 20 years. I lead GP's business development teams, both for human capital management and enterprise technology adoption. I'm responsible for managing some of the key technology partnerships for GP, where change management and adoption are key to our customers' success. Excellent, Kimberly. That's great. I'm sure uh, our listeners will get a lot of value out of our discussion today. So let's, let's dive right in. From your perspective, how important are adoption practices to technology implementation success? Oh my gosh, Julian, this is a critically important consideration. I would say it's so critical to business transformation. It's very similar to, you know, what I I like to describe as the quality of wet to water. If you're running a significant transformation that includes business processes and new enterprise technology, and you don't have an integrated proactive approach to change management and adoption, then you're most likely overlooking the most in, most important factor for success, and, and that's the humans. That's the humans in your workforce. And so what does that have to do with water? <laughs> I would just say that moving forward without a change in adoption plan or strategy, it'd be like trying to water your garden with water that isn't wet or having rivers that, that are full of that same kind of water that doesn't flow. And I'm, I'm kind of a tech nerd, <laughs> and I know a lot of us get really excited about the possibilities of what the innovation cycles of technology can provide. But while that's really exciting, it's also really anxiety-producing for a lot of folks. And when humans experience high levels of uh, anxiety and fear, a lot of them tend towards stuckness. They're, there's a lot of friction and there's paralysis in terms of their behavior. And we know that human behavioral studies have shown that people, when people do get frightened like that, their really intelligent parts of their brain stop working, <laughs> or at least they stop working effectively. So when, when faced with a threat, like some of these systems 
when they're implemented or changes can seem, a big part of that brain, which is responsible for risk assessment, it just stops. It stops functioning. Logical thinking, you know, just gets flooded with really overwhelming emotions. And in our business, we say there's smart people all around that are going to make that technology work. The tech is going to work. The humans adopting the technology and business processes are actually what make the business flow, though. And what's, it's what makes products ship. It's what helps customers buy. So you really got to focus on the technology and the people and help the people move to the desired state of mind, behavior and productivity if you're going to be successful. That's a mouthful. I just want to unpack some of this, what you said. That's outstanding. That was an outstanding answer. But one thing kind of resonates with me is what you said about technology implementations or new technology being introduced in organizations as a threat. Now, when the powers that be invest in these technologies and they spend this money, they probably not looking at it as a threat. But for the people that do that's doing the work with not understanding what that technology is all about and realizing it's going to disrupt the way that they do work, it becomes something that the mind looks at as a threat. So it's a little bit converse with, hey, we're implementing this new technology that's going to benefit us from a business perspective to some of the people within the organization looking at this new business venture or new technology as a threat. So I just thought that was interesting the way you phrased that in terms of people's reaction to change and viewing certain aspects as a threat as opposed to a business benefit. Yeah, totally agree. We got to remember that people are working as workers and their job is their livelihood. When your job is your livelihood, financial insecurity, other kinds of insecurities can be at play And it can also be very under the surface, so a very subconscious reaction or impact to a person that keeps them from moving forward. And so you have to have techniques, tools, interactions with the workforce in such a way that you are able to identify that kind of risk and overcome it. Yeah, that's a key point. No matter how good it looks on paper or what the strategic plans are, what the business objectives are. You have to consider the human factors that are in play because at the end of the day, the humans are the ones who's going to have to implement and do the work. So that's uh, those are excellent points. What advice would you give organizations that are looking to make this business case to the executives or decision makers to include adoption strategies and, and, and change management type interventions in their technology investments? Sure. When you asked me that, a couple of things were coming to mind. I actually, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, uh, am a seller. And I think all of us uh, are in some form of sales or business development. And either we're selling solutions or hopefully our solutions to problems or the ability to overcome something. Most of us are sellers of ideas or sellers of a path forward. And regardless of whatever ideas or path forward you might be selling or promoting, I think that you're going to be most successful if you are doing a couple of things. One, focusing on what Gartner calls customer improvement. And two, really just putting your shoes into a change agent's shoes. So acting as a change agent. So let's tackle the first one, customer improvement. And by customer, you can replace that with stakeholder if you want, if you're internal to an organization. So Gartner describes customer improvement as the ability of a partner to help critically assess the customer's business or the stakeholder's business in the way that the stakeholder hasn't fully appreciated on their own. And so what that's doing is helping them 
come up with ideas around new ways to grow, new ways to make money, new ways to save money. It's laying out the ROI and helping them take a step in that direction. And that is far different than just describing the merits or the steps to a solution or the pieces of a solution or that kind of thing. This is really helping the customer move forward and improve. We can apply this to getting uh, buy-in when it comes to change and adoption. The drive towards customer improvement is really critical to positive outcomes in any conversations that you're having with executives or anyone else in the organization has, who has a stake in what you're trying to achieve. And then secondly, I mentioned stepping into the shoes of a change agent. As a change agent, it's important that we help stakeholders focus on changing their own mindset and behavior. If you're having challenges, it's really likely that you haven't helped them fully evaluate the risk versus the reward. Part of this is educating them on the relationship between technology, human performance, and business outcomes. And we know uh, through our really extensive work with customers over the years that Change management captures the portion of ROI that is only possible if people proficiently adopt a solution. And so clearly laying this out for your key stakeholder and posing a very serious question to them, that serious question is, what happens to my ROI on the tech? Because that's what they're most concerned of. What happens to my ROI on the tech if people do not utilize the tech properly or at all? And if they start to consider that, they may start to change their behavior. And the secondary question you might ask them is, am I willing to give up that portion of the ROI that specifically relates to people? And I don't know too many people out there that are willing to give up on dollar bills, (laughs) money coming in, especially money to the bottom line. And so, and lastly, the thing I'll say, Julian, is at a minimum, following the implementation of any new system or process, we know there's going to be an immediate drop of performance based on resistance and inertia. That's absolutely going to happen. And it's really important that customers understand that we can minimize the duration and the depth of that drop by anticipating change, planning for it, and proactively managing it. You can't do that by just checking the box and hoping that it'll happen for you. It's a must engage either someone in your organization or outside your organization as experts to come in and help you with this. Excellent, excellent. Now, I like the way you interchange customer with stakeholder. And it's like the discussion at the times when you're you're engaging executives to pursue change management activities is a change management activity itself, or you're looking at what the challenges might be, what they might be facing in terms of willingness to make the decision to make the investment. So you're doing some change management analysis and some kinds of change management activities as a result of that initial engagement with a potential client and, and then Obviously, if the work gets sold, then you're doing the change management for the projects that they want to implement. So you're doing a little precursor at the beginning already, just understanding uh, the challenges that the client may be facing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, the overlap between the tools, techniques and methodology that we use to sell, you know, really does overlap a lot with <laughs> and at least even in purpose with what you're trying to do from a from a change management standpoint. So it's very interesting. What are some of the methodologies or approaches for change management uh, and training that are critical components of technology uh, adoption? And then how are these capabilities, how do these capabilities factor into the decision when talking about the benefits of a proven 
change uh, management methodology? So I think I would just start with one of the key or top contributors to change management success, and I think a lot of folks know this, is having a good change management structure in place. And we know that change in, in organizations really happens by changing each person in the organization one at a time. But the tools and methodologies, if you're using them as part of your overall program or structure, that can actually help you scale across the organization. So if you have a significant enterprise where there is change going on, and we know change is happening all the time, constantly, then you really want to have a really good repeatable structure that can help you get repeatable results across the enterprise. And I think the data is in. If you have a strategic approach to change, that's going to be supremely more effective over the status quo. I would point you to some of the research that's out there. I know ProSci has a best practices report. And in that, they conclude that the quality of a project's change management, it strongly correlates with the ability to meet objectives, stay on schedule, remain on budget. And those projects that had good change management met or exceeded their goal 77% of the time. Now, I don't know about you, it's not 90, but given the track record of projects out there, <laughs> I'll take it. But those with those who had excellent change management achieved 96%. So we always have the ability to, to strive for more there and put in place the best structure that's possible. And you can see that you get the rewards for good, best, better, right? <laughs> or good, better, best. If I put in the best, I'm going to get that best number. And that's six times higher than the projects who have poor management. So I, I didn't really get into the specific details of the tools. I think more than anything, I just wanted to advocate for the implementation of a really strong, preventative, proactive, responsive plan that achieves success in every step of the, the change initiative. Yes, absolutely, Kimmy. I agree. Being a change practitioner myself, the importance of a structured methodology and an approach that aligns with the project management deployment model that aligns with the goals and objectives of the project are strong enablers. Without it, you just don't get what you need from a change perspective. And that 77 is not zero, but 96 is a heck of a lot better than 77. <laughs> when is it most advantageous for organizations to discuss adoption when building the business case and why? You know, I would say the answer to this for me is now, and it, it's constantly now and like now, like right, like right now, immediately. Like right now. <laughs> Let's, Let's get going. This conversation. <laughs> Let's get going and Let's keep going. going. As many organizations these days are in a continuous cycle of change. In my mind, the more fluency the organization has with this topic, all the better for all of the critical initiatives that are going to benefit from them. And when you're building the business case, one challenge I've seen is just not being proactive enough not addressing change at the outset, you know, that really can have a really devastating, disruptive effect on your projects or your initiatives. A good change man management approach or methodology or structure, that's going to proactively address risks and resistance. And if you're waiting too long to add this perspective, put in place the associated strategy and plan and tools, that's like having this really critical news for like a train, and I mean choo-choo train, <laughs> train engineer, <laughs> but then you're having to run alongside the train as it's speeding down the tracks in order to get on board. And that's just, it's, it is, I know you're a practitioner. You've probably been in this situation more times than you can account uh, for, but this is, you know, good luck with that kind of approach. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. I've, I've been in that situation more than I care to account for. <laughs> Would be a better way of uh, summing that up. So you're absolutely right. Now is the time to have conversations. And I say now, the immediate, when there's projects are being kicked off, to your point, is just in the best interest of, of all parties involved and the expected outcomes of projects to, to have change management conversations with key decision makers so we, we can get it um, at least a part of the conversation because it's so critically important for the success of the project. So waiting to add it later on does put things at risk. And sometimes you, you can catch the train or sometimes you can't. And that's you just don't want to be in that situation if you don't have to be. Okay, in closing, what advice would you give organizations making that business case for adoption services and executives that may know know what that value or the impact these services can have on their bottom line for the technology implementation? So what tips uh, or or what things could you tell these folks that are making these decisions uh, in in terms of... uh, making these types of investments when they're implementing these projects? I think I would just reemphasize a few things that I mentioned earlier in our conversation. We know that engaged sponsorship remains the number one factor in determining project success. It's the cornerstone of our own change management approach. Uh, It's likely that the very executives that may not know the value or impact are the very same ones that will ultimately need to provide that executive commitment and engagement that are key to the overall success of the initiative. So be a change agent, step into those shoes, work toward driving customer improvement or stakeholder improvement. And if you do those things well, I think you're just gonna be that much closer to changing hearts, minds, behavior on this topic and off to great success. Yeah, absolutely. That that was uh, another great point you made. The very people that need to make a decision on whether to invest in a change uh, could be those very people that need to be engaged sponsors and lead the change. And so it may be difficult if they don't see the early need or the necessary need, the necessary necessity of investing early on and then you having to engage them later in a project as key stakeholders and change agents. So that's an excellent point. Kimberly, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you and this, this is the kind of dialogue I think our listeners will get a lot of value from. So thank you for sharing your experience, your passion, and the benefits of, of the technology adoption. And this has been a great and wonderful, insightful conversation with you. So Awesome. Thank you, Julian. Really appreciate you as well. Always a pleasure chatting with you to our listeners out there. Hope you got something from it. If you don't forget to drop me a line, have a great day. And thank you for your time and attention. Absolutely. Great job, Kimberly. You may get like, what's a choo-choo train? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a bunch of gifts. Oh, yeah, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably get a few of those. <laughs> Take care and thanks again. All right. Thanks, Julian. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.